Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Phonebox podcast with me, Emma Conway. How the devil are you? I hope you are well. I want to see where you're listening. Are you on a bus? Are you cleaning out your pants drawer? I always go to pants drawer. I just like the idea of keeping somebody company where the, whilst they're sorting out their pants. And I don't really, I don't really know what that says about me. But on this week's podcast, we have the amazing Robert J. Douglas, as his Instagram handle is. But it's Robert Douglas. He's a brilliant businessman. He's a content creator. He also has his own podcast, which I will leave in the description, which is called Pivotal. Hopefully coming back for a second season. Come on, Robert, give the people what they want. And in today's episode, we discuss all sorts of things, including an amazing interaction with Mel B and also play schemes. Does anybody remember or did anybody go to a play scheme? Please do direct message me on the phone box podcast on Instagram or bring me my move to and say, I went to a play scheme, it was brilliant and this is what it was. So enjoy this episode with Robert and I will see you at the end for a chat. Hello, Robert, and welcome to the Phonebox podcast. Hello, great to be here. Oh, so happy to have you here. What year were you 14? Well, I had to do some research to work this out because um, I keep I keep that on myself. So it was 1999, I was 14. An absolute cracking year. So leading up to year 2000, yeah. Leading up to the year 2000. And I've asked this, anybody who's around the 2000 year, did you think the world was going to end in year two when, when it went to 2000? Yeah, 100%. Um, it was. I think it was supposed to be like the day after we were all supposed to disappear. So yeah, we were we were part in like it's nineteen ninety nine, as they nothing say. Nothing happened. Nothing, nothing happened. happened. We're still here. <laughs> Everybody was just like, "Well, that's it then." I don't yeah. remember being like particularly terrified. I think I was just a bit like, "Well, yeah, that's if it. it happens, it happens." Yeah, let's just go out with a bang. And then everyone woke up the next day with hangovers. Because they didn't expect to be here, so they had it's to just nothing. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely yeah. nothing happened. Where did you grow up? Bristol. 
is oh, Bon and Brad. Yeah, I love it. Um, I, I might slip back into the accent as we talk. But I was um, going to say, you've got quite a posh accent for Bristol. Posh? No. Yeah. Well, I, I moved from Bristol to uni when, well, however long ago that is, 20 years ago. And then I went back briefly and then I've been in the countryside for like... 13, 14 years, 13 years, I you've think. Lost, you've lost your accent then. It's not. Yeah, but when I go back, it it all comes back, you know? When I do a podcast with my sister, sometimes she comes on, we're straight. But like, I mean, I sound brummy anyway, but when I'm with my sister, it's like proper. We were like, roo, roo, we're like proper, <laughs> like slip into it. And what kind of school did you go to? I just went to a regular school that actually in hindsight was terrible. Like I... <gasps> I did realise it at the time, but yeah, it's not a good school whatsoever. We had like rivalries with, uh, so it was like three schools. We had rivalries with the other school, but everyone, it was one of those things like there's going to be this big, you know, fight, battle, etc. Never happened. In the whole time we were there, we heard all the stories about these battles that happened between the school. Never, ever happened once. I'm picturing Grange Hill. I'm picturing a Grange Hill kind of school. Yeah, that kind of vibe. Just a regular British school. But my friends weren't actually in my school. It was a weird time for me because I didn't. I was friends with everyone, but friends with no one at the same time. Like my best friend went to a different school on the other side of town. So um, yeah, school was a really weird time. I kind of just went there just just because I had to. <laughs> you just did you stay till you were eighteen, or were you like peace out at sixteen? Yeah, peace out sixteen, and then I went to a college that no, no one else from my school went to because um, I was like, I'm gone. See ya. Yeah. Oh, you were like out of there. But I had a lot of friends out, out of school, to be honest. I have had a few. And they're kind of like the friends that I'm still friends with today. Um, what was your bedroom like? This tells a lot about a person. Well, this is where I say out to do research. I text my mum. I was like, do you remember what my, what my bedroom was like? <laughs> because all I can remember is it was blue. And I had, I had yeah. some posters on the wall. I had the box room in my house. So I've got an older brother. He had the gigantic room. I had the box room. Yeah, I had the box room. I had a grey, must be like a 17-inch TV, you know, like the box kind of TVs. Yeah. Had one of those on the side with like this glass table next to my bed. That was as significant as my room got, I think. What were the posters? I had Destiny's Child. <gasps> of course you did. Classic. Yeah, I had Destiny's Child, had Will Smith. But I remember that the TV, me and my brother used to swap the TV. So we would have it like one week on, one week off in the other... in. Each other's oh. rooms, <laughs> and they they weren't small tellies. You'd be like lugging a big yeah, box yeah, yeah. down the hallway. <laughs> oh, Destiny's Child. Um, who yeah. was your favourite? Who did you have the biggest crush on? Beyonce. Mm, well, there was original members of Destiny's Child. And yeah, it, who, was what was of, it? There was Latavia, Latoya, Kelly, and Beyonce. So Latavia okay. and Latoya, I had crushes on. But then, as they left, it was it was Beyonce all the then way. They left. What yeah, did they? they what left. did they do after they did they pursue a solo career? No, I, I think Beyonce kicked them out, and that was it. <gasps> yeah, a couple of them, a couple. Of, they've been in. I think one of them's been in film. She pops up in films every now and again. My husband's. You know, you can have like uh, like a your top few crushes. What's it called? Is that called a hall pass or something? My husband loved Beyonce, and many years ago, I took him to see her in concert. 
And my husband is a very quiet man, not her Beyonce concert, not. He, <laughs> 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 I've never seen it. He was like, to the left, to the left. I was like, yeah, I'm here as well. He was like, knocking Ew. me over. <laughs> Absolutely. She's brilliant, isn't she? Yeah. She's so good. Well, I got there in 1999. We went to Miami. Oh, check you out. Oh, bougie. We went yeah. to Miami, we stayed, we, we did the parks and we stayed with my cousin in uh, in Miami and then he took us out to with his friends and we went to Hard Rock Cafe and then yeah. we walked across the road to Virgin Megastore. So the first album, like proper album that I bought, that I bought myself was Destiny's Child writing, Writings on the Wall in 1999. Yeah. I think that was when it was released. And Big Willy Style. Yeah. Virgin Records on a um, on cassette. So and oh, lovely. We, and I thought Destiny's Child. I I was thinking like I was the coolest guy on the planet. And then my brother came out with like these rapper rappers and <laughs> all of this stuff. And I was like, oh shame. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> maybe I'm not that cool. <laughs> maybe not as cool. Do you know what? Destiny's Child, absolute classic. And Beyonce now is the height of cool. She's yeah, always yeah. cropping up on my TikTok. Her and her when her daughter dances with her. Oh my yeah. little heart! Oh, yeah, she's yeah. so she's so good. What other music were you into? Is it like just more like kind of pop R and B? Yeah, so I was in. Yeah, pop R and B was kind of what I was into. I kind of went along with anything, but I used to. Um, did you used to do this where right? record the uh, Saturday charts? Of course, I did. Like I remember. Of I remember I didn't have a proper cassette, so I had a microphone that plugged into this little <laughs> box, and I would hold it up to the radio, um, the radio, and I would press press record quickly, um, and then you had to you had to stop it before the DJ started. Talking. He always spoke over the end. Always. He spoke over the end. He always. knew what he was doing. He was like, "There's 20 seconds left. I'm just going to chat some drivel yeah, yeah. every single time." Because they know that me and they you were know. there, ready. Press it, record. <laughs> I was there with my two fingers. Record, yeah, yeah, record. record. I think you had to press it, record and play at the same like, yeah, record and play like that. And then he'd be talking, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, Ooh, yeah. our famous DJ was Simon, da- Simon Davis around here. I'm like, Simon, you've talked over it again. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I love the charts. And on a Sunday, the top 40 on a Sunday, yeah, I yeah, loved yeah. that as That's well. That's why I used to record, yeah. Yeah. Play and yeah. record every time. I was yeah, a pro. And it, I was a pro. Oh, it was just those were the... D- and now, like... With my kids, everything they can, if if you want if they wanted to listen, they just like press that. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, How yeah, yeah. Accessible stuff is. Did you used to wait to buy like records, and did you go to the shops and stuff? No, not really. I did. I I started to. I think uh, Big Willie Star getting that album was like started to make me want more music. But I was just like yeah. really passive. I just used to listen to yeah the charts on the radio, and then I had a couple of um, cassettes myself, but. I think that's probably when um, our anxiety comes from as adults is that um, kids will never know the anxiety of that play, play and record session <laughs> of the chart. Like, they'll never know. But that was enough for me. <laughs> I used to just play also, those all the time. Also, back in the day, you didn't know somebody was number one until you knew somebody was number one. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can cut now, nowadays. God, don't we sound like two real old farts? Like, <laughs> but nowadays, nowadays you. You can gauge it a bit more, but back then you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, is it going to be Mr. Blobby for Christmas, or is it going to yeah, be take yeah. that babe?" It was like it just everything just seemed much harder to accept. Like I don't know, it just seemed yeah. more delicious. Back and then, then you had the you had those people like Spice Girls in that era that if they had if they had a single out, you kind of expected, you kind of knew yeah. that they, that everything else was up for grabs. It was just all yeah. you know all different people. 
Yeah, yeah and then what... it went to like X Factor and X Factor was just like number one forever yeah. then, wasn't it? It just yeah, was kind yeah. of like you knew, even if the song was absolutely crap, still straight yeah. at the top, top charts for number yeah. one. Yeah. Okay then, so who was your first crush apart from Beyonce? Did you have anybody else? Um, so I mentioned Spice Girls, right? Yeah. So all of the boys in my school, they were all like Ginger Spice, Ginger Spice, Ginger Spice, Gary, baby, yeah. sometimes Baby. But I was actually Mel B. But I didn't <gasps> really want to say that to everyone. I think I was, I think it was like, yeah, I was a bit embarrassed by it. But why? I don't know why. I don't know why, but I was Mel B <laughs> all the way. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, but everyone else was like, yeah, Ginger Spice. I think she was a bit risque. She was like the... You know. she, she was quite voluptuous. Yeah. She was bopping around, but but Mel B was gorgeous when she had like um the leopard print in "Say You'll Be There" and she had like the like the bustier and stuff on. Yeah, happy. <laughs> if she knocked on the door now, would your heart flutter a little bit? No, not now. <laughs> do you know what funny yeah. story? But and it, I think it might have been fourteen or maybe fifteen. So I was on when did you do work experience? Probably. It's probably 15, 16, 15. isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I was 15. I did work experience at the IMAX just opened in, in Bristol. And I did my work experience there. And on lunch, she came out of a radio station called <gasps> GWR. And yeah. she, no fanfare, it was just her. Um, and she walked out of the radio station and there was two men following her along. I thought they'd wor- yeah. I, they worked for her. But no, yeah. they had paper, pens. They were chasing her for her autograph. <gasps> And she was walking out and I didn't, I was shy as anything. So I didn't stay in the world. I just followed behind and just, just watched where she went. But yeah, I could have, I could have had my crush meet there. When I was 15, if I'd have been on my work experience and Gary Barlow had walked out of a cinema, I'd have dropped dead. (laughs) It would have been in the papers. It would have been. It would have been front page of the flipping mirror. Girl drops dead on work experience and Gary saying, I didn't mean it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Did everybody believe? Because obviously you didn't have a phone then, so you couldn't like yeah, take a photo. Yeah, I couldn't do anything, couldn't post it on social media. No, um, well, I don't know whether people believe me, but other people saw, uh, had seen her, so... Um, like that that day and she was on the radio so people have known she was there but yeah i remember gwr on the waterfront and she walked out yeah oh, that's i could have married very... her my life could have been very different you could have done but you were 15 <laughs> <laughs> we have to bear that in mind she might not have married a 15 year old i think that's she true. had her sights set on then again you would have been better than some of the other husbands she's had Brilliant. she's had some right flipping wrong guns yeah, hasn't yeah. she yeah um what was your first snog like was it terrible or was it all right because we've had a lot of terrible snogs on this podcast 
really. Yeah, I don't really remember. Um, I was at Play Scheme. I remember that much. It was Play. I don't know if you had Play Scheme. We did have Play Scheme. So that's like um, Play Scheme is like uh, somewhere you go for some holiday when your mum's at work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it, yeah, it was insignificant. I think I don't. I haven't got. A, I haven't got a story around my first snog. That's sad. It's not sad. That's your story. There's no story. <laughs> <laughs> and the story is because there's been some horrible stories. There's been like burger snog. There's been like real mm-hmm. disgusting stories. So count mm-hmm. yourself lucky. And also, also, I wasn't a ladies' man, so it's not like I had girls to be like, yeah, you know, I want to snog this person. So no, it wasn't like that. Most people just did it to get it over with and then yeah, yeah. to like, right, I've checked that out. But Play Scheme was great. I loved it. I wonder why I wonder why it was called Play Scheme. I've never thought about it before. In fact, I've never heard anybody else call it Play Scheme apart from you. No. <laughs> I wonder, what it, wonder well, why it's I, called Play Scheme. I don't know, but my dad worked for the for Bristol City Council at the time, so it was specifically for children. Of, my mum worked for Birmingham Council. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it may, have been, been? it may have been a work benefit called the play scheme, which is why we called it may? play scheme. But I don't know. I've never because the word scheme is really weird word to it use. Is. With why does that call it like fun summer? Sc- it sounded like we were working in some yeah, yeah. sort of. Like, now I'm thinking, was it like a sweatshop of work? The play scheme, maybe it wasn't. Yeah, because both my parents worked for council that. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it may have been oh, I'll have to ask my mom. Yeah, but we oh, it was great. We used to love it. We used to doss Amazing around. Amazing summers, yeah. And they used to, I think they got bigger budget. They must have got a bigger budget because we ended up going to like on trips, day trips all over the place, cinemas, bowling, climbing, all yeah, those things. Yeah, I feel like we might have gone to maybe Drayton Manor, which is a bit like Alton Towers, but just yeah. not as good. Not as good. I remember, I remember getting knocked out at Play Scheme. Because we, I don't know where's your where yours was, but ours was always in like schools that were closed for the, for the summer. Yeah. And we had like, I, actually, I don't think we had free reign in the school. We just used to run around. Mm. And we went to one school that had like, um, in the basement was where they had their lockers. They had a couple of rooms, but there was a long corridor all the way through the school. So we used to turn all the lights off and then, you know, tell scary stories and then had to yeah. get to the other end of the corridor. So my turn, I was ready, ready to sprint through the corridor because I thought no ghost or goblin is going to get me on this on this <laughs> run. But they had opened all the lockers in the um, in the hallway, so there was open locker, and I ran, went hit my head hit the locker, and I went flying down. I don't remember the next thirty seconds. Got up and ran to the other end. Knocked That's out of placing. Did you tell anybody we just like it's no, just a play no, scheme war wound? We would have got kicked out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like ours is like at the local YMCA. <laughs> just like just got dropped out. My mum and my mum and dad do listen to this. I bet they'll be like, Emma, you make it up, but I just, yeah, it was but you know, it was great. We did um like plays and musicals and stuff like in bin bags, you had to make your own outfits. Uh, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I said to my daughter, now nah, right, you've got to put on a bin bag. <laughs> For two weeks, wear a bin bag, and she'd be like, "Absolutely not." Um, <laughs> what was your biggest fashion faux pas? I wasn't fashionable, so I had lo- I had loads of fashion faux pas. But I I remember my brother starting work at I want to say maybe JD Sports. Ooh, but he nice. was working. He started working at JD Sports, and I went into town, and he said, "Come in, I'll show you some shoes, uh, some trainers. So get these trainers." So I went in. He showed me all the trainers. I was like, I'll have a look around the other shops and see. Went to another shop and bought a pair of trainers without his permission or guidance. And it was, do you remember Alessi? Alessi trainers? Aless? 
a lass or a lassie. I think I would have called them Elise, but I probably was wrong. Yes, I probably was wrong. I don't know what they're called, but it was those. They were baby blue, and they were just giant, like giant sized (laughs) trainers, look like clown shoes. That's how he described (laughs) described them. Nice. So I came back. I put them on straight out of the box. Went back to JD Sports wearing them with my Kappa Kappa tracksuit, and he just looked me up and down. I was like trying to impress my brother and I was destroyed. Absolutely destroyed with my Kappa tracksuit and my Elise um, <laughs> clown shoes on. And you, it seems to be a lot of people with older brothers is that the older brother's job was just to take the piss a little bit. Is yeah. that is that what it's like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, always. Always. Every day, everywhere you go. But at home, it's fine. No one else around. As soon as there's someone else around, that's it. You're destroyed. You yeah, are. Yeah, it does seem... Destroyed. We had um, Steph Douglas on uh, and she was saying even now, because she works with a brother in business meetings, he'll say stuff like about a top or about, (laughs) (laughs) so you know, just some sort of like comment about she wore a big like gold chain. He's like, oh, here's Mr. T, like (laughs) like all these business people. See, I'm the older sister and I would never do that. I'm always just... (laughs) Oh, oh no. my brother was the worst. I remember someone outside of our family asking me what I wanted for Christmas, and he chimed in a haircut. So <gasps> every single year from then on, it became people around us used to say, Oh, what do you want for Christmas? A haircut. Haircut. Yeah, a haircut. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> he used to call me because... Yogurt. So people people would know me as Yogurt. Robert, Robert what? the Yogurt, what? he used to call me. Why? Just because he wanted to destroy my life, yeah. <laughs> Just because it rhymes a bit with Robert yogurt. Yeah. Yogurt. Yeah, yeah, I call Claire. I call my sister Clarabella, and I think she hates that, and I still do that now, like <laughs> Clarabella, or if I'm sending her a little message or something. Are you still close now? Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah, we talk all the time. Like our um, children are very close, so. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah me, and my sis- me and my sister is, are super close. So when I got a bit more sophisticated, like out of my Kappa tracksuit, Elise, I yeah, ha- El- yeah, and Elise shoes. I had, so I was into like shirts and jeans. So I never wore jeans up to that point, but I had jeans and I had this shirt with, um, it was like a picture, like a photograph, but printed on the shirt and it had a caravan on it. It had, um, it had like a skyline on it or it was just, it was hideous. One of those things where you'd wear it like on a stag do or whatever. So yeah, I (laughs) I thought I was the boss. Jeans and cream snake skin shoes. And I wore those to a school dance, thinking I'm <gasps> like the boss walking in. Did you, in your head, think I'm going to pull tonight because I've got a caravan on my top? Because yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what teenage girls want in life. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the shoes. What were they like? Lace? <laughs> were they slip-ons? What were they like? No, they were slip. They were slip-ons. Ooh. So they were slip-ons. But I, I'm sure I walked in in slow motion into the school dance. Like I was in some kind of music video. Like, the music went like this. Yeah. Like that. Right and up. everybody just turned and they're like, he's caravan man. <laughs> and it was one of those things where at school, like you used to be in a scene in your school uniform. So I was like, got to make an yeah. impression. No one's going to, you know, no one's going to top me. That was the worst. I don't even know if anyone said it. Got to make an impression. <laughs> I wonder where you got it from. Was it like a top man or a Burton's t-shirt? Maybe? No, no, it wasn't. It was a, uh, um, you know, like these, shop. yeah, you know, these shops that just spring up and then they disappear after a year or so. It was one of those. Ours was called Go Bananas. Uh, Go Bananas. That's what our shop was called. Um, and I got some snakeskin trousers actually oh, no, from Go Bananas. Skin, so there was a, a, bit a, of a, <laughs> a bit of a bit of a 
theme going on. Is there anything you would have worn now that you wore then? So like anything that you liked back then, you think, well, I could I could wear that today? No. No. <laughs> no, probably not. Actually, do you know so what? Funny. Do you know what? Um, I didn't have a pair, but I used to... Actually, no, I did have a pair of Clark's Wallabies. Yes. I would wear those now. They're very expensive now, but... We... Yeah, because you're very, like, trendy online, I think. You make, Thanks. like, a real effort with your looks. Yeah, that's that's to make up for the caravan. Caravan. <laughs> forever trying to make up for the caravan. Um, are you glad that you grew up then, or do you wish you grew up now? 100% then. Like, then, I think now it's so much pressure. Like, I don't think I could have coped with social media. Imagine me rocking up to the dance with the caravan, and the space skin now, that would be... Um, Instagram story, Snapchat. That oh would be my gosh! You would be. It would be. You'd be caravan man forever. My first podcast yeah. that I did, I told my listeners I I turned up to a dance in a Batman skirt, a Batman jumper, Chicken. and Converse that were like fake Converse, like Fonverse with yeah. Batman on. And as I walked into the disco, all the boys started going na 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 Batman. That <laughs> that would have been on TikTok. It would yeah, have gone that would viral. Have been yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been a meme. See, and I don't, I couldn't have been a meme growing up. I just couldn't have been a meme. So I'm so glad I grew up then because you could just get away with so much more. And I think there was a lot of freedom then to to kind of, yeah, just do what you want. I like the fact that we, what I like about when we grew up, is that we didn't know what people were doing. I don't have, it's like now my daughter can see that so-and-so is going there and so-and-so is doing that and they're tagging in there and they're going with them. But we didn't really know what was going on, did we? We just kind of like did what we did. Yeah. And then you saw your mates on the Monday. You didn't know what was going on. That I think that would have made me really anxious. We used to just go out and say, we'll be back at five. And this was at like, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, we'd just be back when when I'm hungry. I'll see you. Like yeah. we used to wait till the um the lights turned on in the street. Like when the, the street, street lights, lights come yeah, on, it's yeah. like time to come in now. It's, it's pitch black. Yeah, you yeah, could yeah. probably get murdered. <laughs> I mean, it's the summer. It's like quarter to ten. I think we should probably just come in now. Yeah. So we used to wait for that was our little signal to go back in. But do you know what? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I used to, but even things like I was thinking about when I was fourteen and doing a paper round. Mm. And like even things like that, paper rounds, well, I don't think they exist anymore. I assume not. But I used to do a paper round and just be cycling around the neighbourhood, like posting and earning money. Giving strangers newspapers. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I think they do have, I saw one um, advertised locally recently and I thought, oh, and I thought, I don't think I really want my daughter going around giving strangers newspapers no, at six o'clock no. in the morning. Yeah. It seems a bit of a weird thing to do. We did loads of, like, there's so many rogue things that we used to do when we were when we were younger. Um, what was your greatest teenage success, do you think? I think it was working. I I worked before I was supposed to work. So I did so I did a paper round and then I went straight to so it's the Bristol Evening Post and I did a paper round for a local shop earning six pounds a week. And then I went straight to the Evening Post directly and then negotiated with them to deliver the papers to my house and they would pay me the full whack. So I got eight eighteen pounds fifty a week for that. Check you out. And then I started working for water companies, growing bottle tops onto like sample water bottles, putting them in a little bag. Yeah. Did that like every evening, earning loads of money. And then when I did work experience at the IMAX, I lied about my age and I carried on working there, earning two hundred pounds a week when I was fifteen. Two hundred pounds a week in the year two thousand is like a million yeah. pounds a week. Yeah. 
to your hundred pounds. That was a week. like a full time's wage. Yeah. In the, so I I got away I got away with it for the summer, and then I tried to when I went back to school I tried to negotiate work in weekends, and they asked me why, and I said I have to go back to school, <laughs> and that was the biggest mistake. They didn't realise I wasn't. Uh, I don't know where HR were, but. I was working there for a whole summer. We didn't have HR then. There was nobody <laughs> did nothing. No, everything. That you, that is very, have you seen Gilmore Girls? No. I'm not sure. No. no. So one of the main characters did that in Gilmore Girls. He went to work at Costco and I then it that. transpired that he he also, they were like, oh, he, where, where you get it? School. And it, <laughs> you can't work at Costco anymore then. You must have just been I was living lo- your yeah. life with £200 a month. £200 a month. Spent a on week. caravan tops. £200 a week. A week, you're yeah. doing about a week. Two hundred pounds a week, yeah, for the whole summer. Buying bad fashion in the in the knockoff shops that pop up. Buying <laughs> <laughs> the least trainers. What was your biggest teenage yeah. flop? What were you? What do you regret now? Probably not making long lasting friends. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, like my friends were at at different schools. I was a popular kid by default because my brother was, and he was at the school. So when I entered the school, I came with that. Kind of like, yeah. oh, you're Dougie's little brother, you know. So that gave me social currency to be cool, yeah. without actually being friends, proper friends with everyone. So I was like, I could spend the lunchtime with the goths, or I could go with, you know, the unpopular kids, or I could go, I could go with anyone, and I would get on with, with everyone. But the result of that is, I've not got any friends from school that are still in yeah. my life. That sounds really sad. I'm not upset about it, but he's crying. Listeners, you know, you see... he's, quite, he's a single tear. <laughs> he's just dripped down his cheek. Rolling by my cheek. <laughs> Onto his caravan top think... that he's wearing for today's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I was just like a kid that floated around and got on with everyone. I, I'm a bit more of a, even now I'm quite a floatery kind of person, <laughs> kind of like to keep it, you know, like, like it's not keep, keep my fingers in every pie. That doesn't sound like it's a phrase. It's not yeah. a phrase. Keep like, keep you have your finger in every pie. That doesn't sound right. You know what I mean? Like I like to kind of like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you get the gist. Um, yeah, I was a bit like that because you do see people now, don't you? And they're yeah. like, oh, we've been friends for like 30 years. I've got I've got a lot of the odd friend from school, but I kind of tended to just kind of flit around. And I had my mates oh, really? out of school because we follow boy bands. And the school I went to, that was not a cool thing to do. So I found friends that wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't be doing that. Or, at my school, they were all into like real indie music. Yeah. And they were like Rage rage Against the Machine and Slipknot. And... Rage, yeah. Pop will eat itself, yeah. and they used to have like all you know the t-shirts and everything. And I just kind of like. Ha- well, you've got Nirvana on right now, so you're the irony of me in a Nirvana top. You're redeeming I yourself. This, what do you think I'm listening to Nirvana? Do you think I'm getting off this podcast in Nirvana? <laughs> I actually had somebody on social media get so angry with me that I had this Nirvana top on. They were like, "You're." A disgrace. You don't even like Nirvana. And I said to them, if you want to wear a Gary Barlow jumpsuit, go ahead and do it. I don't care what you wear. It means it doesn't make no difference. It's just a, it's just a, it's yeah, just a yeah, cute yeah. top. But I did have the Nirvana um, cassette. So I did I did have that. I don't oh, really? sure oh, so know. I'm not sure I ever listened to it. It might have been yeah, just yeah. to like have out in my bedroom when my, my school friends came around. Yeah, yeah, no. You you <laughs> if you could go back in time, what would you tell yourself? I would probably give myself permission to make mistakes, just be whoever I wanted to be. I think that was, I think because, because I didn't have a one friendship group, I think I was kind of, I used to just go along with what other people did. I kind of knew who I was, but in terms of like 
like I said, I had a crush on Mel B, but yeah. no one else at school would know that. Like I just went along with, oh yeah, Jerry, Jerry, she, yeah, she's the best. Um, music, you know, I didn't go as far as Slipknot and Nirvana. I'm not wearing a Nirvana top, but you know, <laughs> like the pop music and all of that. I just kind of went on, and I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't necessarily confident that I, you know, could just be who I wanted to be and be made fun of, and it would, it was all fine. Um, so I think I would probably go back tell myself that i would go back to the cashier at the <laughs> dodgy pop-up shop and <laughs> punch them in the face for selling me their caravan um <laughs> i think that how old are your children again six and ten yeah so uh, mine's it's erin's in year eight now and i think i think that's just a process of being a teenager hiding yourself a little bit you know i think yeah. it's probably she likes um music and stuff that I'm probably she probably wouldn't tell her friends about actually she probably would like right, how I right. was like hanging around with other people to like take that and you were like hiding your love of Melby I think it's just what people <laughs> go through you know you, it's no, no one's really like their authentic self perhaps until they're a little bit older are they um yeah, yeah it's a yeah. bit of a shame yeah. I kind of wish I was a lot like a, maybe a little bit naughtier I was a very oh really yeah rigid yeah rigid rigid child and uh, like i'm a real rule follower and i wish i'd have been a bit more like yeah fuck me you know, sod off or whatever yeah um but, <laughs> because uh, you realize now how yeah i was similar so i was mm. a goody two shoes like i um i got detention once and burst out into tears oh, God, yeah. my dad oh yeah oh yeah like, all of these things like yeah yeah oh that it's the worst and uh, the worst thing was it was for not drawing a christmas turkey um for homework <laughs> So I sat in detention, draw the Christmas turkey, um, oh. and that was my first detention. And I was, uh, yeah, I was very, very good. And I think I would, although I looked older than I was, so things like going out and drinking um, and going out into what we would call town, into Bristol and stuff, I started quite early. Oh, yeah, so did so, I, um, yeah. So that was, that was... That was fun, but yeah, I think I would be. I think I would be more slick than that. Yeah, authority. Even now, authority. Like I'm like I get like. <gasps> I'm, even when I have to go and sit, sit at parents evening opposite, like I'm like oh, I'm scared of the teachers, even though they're like yeah. 22, and I'm like, oh, yeah. what are they going to say about <laughs> my child? Um. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so happy to hear that you had a caravan top. If you've got a photo of you in the caravan top. Awesome oh, sort of dodgy it. picture. Please do send it me and I'll put it on my Insta story so everybody can see how Yeah, I've definitely got a picture look. of the snakeskin shoes. 100%. <laughs> it's on the wall in my um, parents' front room. What, it's, still... <laughs> it's still up? So I get that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet you look, do you know what? I bet you look so happy in the pictures are because I bet you thought you were so... like me and my snakeskin trousers. I, I just thought, I look, they like squeaked when I walked. I just thought, I just look. <laughs> Because it weren't snakeskin, obviously. It was like plastic. Just thought it just looked great. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. And I will speak to you very soon. Thanks, Robert. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Right. I've had a little Google. I've had a little Google at Place Games. And it seems to be an 80s and 90s term for maybe just a kids club. I can't see what it's affiliated with. I don't know how much it was. But I tell you what, they were flipping good for no rules at a place game but you definitely let me know let me know if you can remember going to one it was brilliant to have robert on the podcast we've got loads more brilliant guests to you for the rest of the season so i can't wait for you to tune into those we've got some right 
cracking funny story. We've got one episode with a really rude story. And I did say to the editor, this is a rude, st- rude story. <laughs> You're gonna leave so hopefully she leaves it in. Hopefully she leaves it in and you get to hear it. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do leave me a little review. That would be amazing. Five star, maybe recommend it to a friend. Share where you're listening on social media because it helps other people listen to the podcast. And I need to do a poll for today, don't I? So on Spotify, today's poll, I think I'm going to do best Spice Girls songs. So go over to Spotify or if you listen on Spotify, do the poll and let me know your favourite Spice Girl song. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you next week for another episode. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.